Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of The Financial Answer, and we always appreciate your time. I want to have the uh, producers play some, uh, or the editors play some fireworks sounds in the background, because it's 4th of July weekend. It is, yeah, hey. that's right. Woo. Happy birthday, America. That's right. That's right. Nathan, welcome in, buddy. How are you? in the world. It is the greatest country, that's for sure. I'm doing great. I'm excited to, to do the show. We're going to finish up our topic mm-hmm. today on yep. the changes that are coming. So uh, for, for the tax, or not the tax laws, but just the a lot Secure of- Act, yeah. Secure Act, a lot yeah. of changes. Changes that are coming from that. So I'm excited. Well, about cool. It. Well, cool. Well, happy birthday to America. We hope everybody yes. had a good and safe Fourth of July. If you're catching us as this actually airs this weekend or as it posts to the web, cool. If you're catching us later, that's all right as well. We appreciate you tuning in, and hopefully you're back here to listen to, as Nathan said, part two of our conversation on the Secure Act. Now, if you got questions or concerns, you need some help as always. I got to do my business here and say call Nathan at eight five five fifty one Coach and get yourself on the calendar to have a conversation about your own retirement situation. He is a registered investment advisor and a chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey and, more importantly, the founder at O'Brien and Associates and your local investor coach. As always, go to the website, thefinancialanswer.com. You can find a lot of good tools, tips, and resources there at thefinancialanswer.com. All right, so if you're catching us now and you listened to us last time, we're going to continue talking about the SECURE Act of 2019. If you're just catching this episode, pause. Go listen to the other one and then come back. <laughs> That's right. You need to. <laughs> yeah. So this is part two. We're going to talk about what the SECURE Act is, and it was the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. Giant acronyms. Yeah, it's there. a big one there. Yeah, that's for sure. So as we covered that previously, it's gone through the House. It has not gone through the Senate yet. So we'll see how this goes. And at the time of this podcast, it's 4th of July week. I'm pretty sure the Senate wasn't going to hear this yeah, and talk about it. Yeah, it's not happening I'm pretty sure it's still safe to say that it hasn't gone through the Senate. <laughs> it did go through the House at 47, excuse me, 417 to 3. Yes, so it, bipartisanship. bipartisanship. Finally, we've yeah. seen that one time in 25 years, you know, it <laughs> yeah, seems exactly. like. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, it's so it, good. It flew through, yep. This yeah. is the first real retirement, major retirement legislation since the Pension Protection Act in 2006. They do not name mm-hmm. these things easily, do they? <laughs> no, that's right. And that Pension Protection Act was amazing in the changes it made and not all positive for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a beast when it came out and changed so many things in the financial industry that, uh, and with your basically information security and all of that, it's why all of these papers are there today for right. HIPAA and everything. Right, so, right. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so this is the first big one since then. It is. Uh, now, the bill essentially, Nathan, has 29 new provisions or major changes. Yeah. But we're just yeah. talking about eight. Yes, that's right. We're going to talk about those that really have a major impact on our clients and our listeners to the show. So, yeah. So a couple important notes. Again, the SECURE Act is not yet finalized. The Senate has a similar bill before it. We talked about that called the RESA Act, which is the Retirement Enhancement Securities Act. (laughs) 
and they may mold and shift and wiggle it all around and you know get <laughs> they all may combine the they two may together combine the and, two and get all play-doh yeah, with it i don't know that's right that's right which would be good i mean i i don't like either one of them you know just flat out like it is i think if they do look at some different things and pull from each other that'll be great they could make some nice um, tweaks right yeah they could they okay could. so so we'll we, see. we talked about the first four was increased small employer access to retirement plans Two was increased annuity options inside retirement plans. Three was increasing the RMD age, which was the big one. Mm-hmm. And four was removal of the age limitations on IRA contributions. So we covered all that last week. So let's get into five through eight. Tax credits for automatic enrollment, section yeah. 106. Yeah, what is that's this? right. That's right. So this is going to be an incentive for small companies, small employers, small businesses to automatically enroll your employees into the retirement plan. Yes. So automatically set them up. Now, they'll have the option to opt out, right. but it's automatically going to start putting money in out of their paycheck at a certain percentage every week or every month, however often they get paid. And then if you do the match as the employer, then you know that's going to automatically happen. And so they're talking about a $500 credit, which is not to a the, lot. To the business owner. To the business owner. That's right. right. That's right. So not to the employees, but to the business owner. And so it'll, it'll be good to help offset some of the cost of a plan, which is what I think a lot of these changes are about, you know, right. giving access to 401ks to really small employers, small businesses to allow them to be able to, to do something like this that they haven't been able to do in the past and help people just to save and accumulate for their retirement, all because Social Security is going broke. Right, you know? right. So there's going to have to be changes. So let's it. let's dive into a, a section of this for a minute that okay. I think that why some of these things are happening is because still one third of Americans do not save for retirement. Yeah. Okay. According to no. their information. Okay. That's right. This is no, part of the right. reason that's, they're doing this. That's so true. I'm sure. By basically, we're saying, okay, we have led you to the water, and you still are not drinking. So now we're going to force you to drink. Right. <laughs> that's right. You no, know? That's right. That's right. And, and this is helping because big businesses have had this option. Am I correct with that? They have, and they've Large also had tax credits and things exactly. like that. Also, so they're kind of making this. There's going to be, from what I've read on everything, there's going to be basically three different options. So it's going to be like five hundred dollars. $250 or $5,000 and it, oh, okay. it all is all based on the number of participants and you know and a percentage of participants to the total employee number right. and all of that kind of right. thing so there's a lot of things here in kind of the fine print that really will determine if you're getting a credit or not on this but I think pretty much across the board if you set up this automatic enrollment there's going to be some kind of tax credit okay. that's available which is fantastic it's going to help people to just realize that hey, twenty five bucks a week is nothing, right? You know, or whatever. And, it, and so, then it can go a long way when you're older. Yeah. It can, yeah, it can. It make a, a big difference in your retirement. Yeah. So, especially if you do that for thirty or forty years, right. that's a huge difference for you. Well, so. I'm kind of excited about this one. I know, again, I think it's you know everybody's subjected to their opinions, but as we mentioned in our prior podcast, so many Americans actually are employed by small business owners, yes. and they do fall through the cracks. So, hopefully, that one third of Americans who are not saving. Now, I don't expect that to fix it all, but hopefully that raises that number up and a little bit more people are able to start saving. It needs to. I, you know, I don't remember the statistic right now, but it's amazing looking at, you know, the average person that's over 50 I think it's like half of them have less than ten thousand dollars. Yeah, saved. it's pretty pretty um, stark. It's, yeah. yeah, it is, and that's a scary number because 
you know, I mean, Social Security is going to have a reduction probably at some point. So, you know, you're not going to get what, you know, potentially not going to get what it's showing you on your statement. So having some money saved and set aside for your retirement to supplement that income is going to be helpful because, yeah. you know, we all think that we're going to live forever or at least be able to work forever or we want to think that. Right, right. But, but it doesn't happen. It's kind of like, you know, we kind of stick our head in the sand and just like when we're thinking about assisted living or nursing homes, nobody ever going right. to go, well, you don't think you're going to get sick at 60 and have to retire early, but it can right. happen. So right. it's good or to you wake up that. and you find out that you have to have a, a stent put in, you know, in your yeah, heart, right? Buddy, yeah, buddy, that's right. That's you know, right. So. I mean, in all seriousness, now, I just had a stent put in prior to this podcast taping, but it's true. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of feel bulletproof until you're not, right? right? No, and and until right. you just kind of go bang. So I, hopefully this will be helpful. All right, let's move on to number six. So there, like I said, there's eight we were going to cover. We're on number six uh, on this episode of the uh, Financial Answer. Now, this one's interesting. The penalty-free distributions for birth of child or adoption. This is going to affect yeah. the 72T. Is that how I'm reading this? Yeah, it's basically the 72T allows you to take distributions out early, you know, and over a series of substantially equal payments. Okay. So you can you don't have to wait until 59 and a half. You can take money out of your 401k or IRAs earlier than that. Actually, a 401k allows you to take it out at 55. Okay, right. But anyway, there's a 10% penalty if you take money out early. So this is going to allow you to avoid that if you are taking the money for the birth of a child or for, for adoptions. Okay. Yeah. Without and, the penalty, is, right? Right. Without the penalty. You okay. still pay the taxes, right. you know, which is, again, <laughs> is the reason for all of these it's things. It's all tax-based, Get right. some tax revenue, yeah, coming in for the government. But it does help. I mean, that's a 10% savings on that distribution. That's $500 that you're going to save there if you do take out 5000 So. You know, I think anyone that's adopted a child knows that 5000 is nothing to compare toward that cost. Right. You know, that's there with that. But it, it definitely will help. And, of okay. course, the birth of a child is, you know, millions and trillions is what it gets into over time. <laughs> Man, your kids are bleeding you dry if you're talking trillions. <laughs> oh, it's funny. No, I'm just, just exaggerating know, a lot there. But, yeah. no, it's – Well, uh, there is that saying, what the, if you raise a child from birth to, what, 18 it, or yeah, it's a million dollars yeah. that you spend yeah. over that? Easily. And most people go, wait a minute, I didn't even make a million dollars how in the world did it cost me a million dollars so that's why you got credit card debt <laughs> right just well you know you get, we get these crazy you know no that's true numbers and statistics and things yeah. sometimes you're wondering it's like is that yeah. really is that, it's like that say it's like that theoretical physics can prove that you could hang an elephant off the edge of a cliff by tying its tail to a daisy <laughs> but yet your brain and your mind says that's impossible. No way. You know, but theoretical <laughs> physics could prove it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you can, you can uh-huh. do all sorts of weird things. So <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So that's number six. So that could be helpful for folks. Again, this is a way that you can kind of save on that penalty, that 10% penalty. If you have to pull money from a qualified plan or for a child or adoption. All right. Number seven, lifetime income disclosure for defined contribution plans. This is yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. So a defined contribution plan is a 401k type plan. Right. Okay. okay. So that's what they're talking about here. And we discussed this a little bit in the previous show where okay. we were talking about, you know, that they're making annuity options more available. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with this, they are requiring you uh, or requiring the employer to actually send a 
notice every 12 months basically that this is the income that you can receive from your particular account okay gotcha. so based on when you retire the value that's there and expected growth between now and then they're going to show you all those numbers okay. and then say you know you'll be able to take you know a thousand dollars a month or fifteen hundred dollars a month or whatever that number is based on what you've got gotcha. you'll have that over your lifetime and it's going to be set up it can have the option to be set up in a guaranteed type plan it's an annuity is what it is and it gotcha. kind of converts it into a pension so gotcha. okay um, but you're going to see that every year hopefully this is one of the positive things i think mm -hmm. i I don't love annuities. I think all of our listeners know that. Sure. But in some situations, especially things like this, it can be really beneficial to help with retirement planning and income planning during those retirement stages. This, this almost feels like an interesting, and again, folks, I want to remind everyone, if you're just tuning in or if you're listening to us or whatever, that this has not passed the Senate, but it has passed no, that's the House. Right. That's Things right. can be changed. So, you know, don't call up, you know, Nathan or I and say, what the hey, they didn't do it. <laughs> we don't control it, right? No, so I, I think right. most people do that. But I, this almost feels like yet another piece where they're saying, okay, we have got to figure out a way to protect people because they're not going to protect themselves. No, you know, that's Social right. security problems, pensions right. have gone away. And mm -hmm. it's almost like a way, uh, to your point, of creating like this pension program that does not destroy the employer, does not cripple the employer like it's become. That's that, right. Am and I, I, I don't, right? you know, and also one of the things that I typically watch for for that kind of stuff is just government overtaking and, and over, you know, stepping their bounds a lot of yeah. times. But there's not, there's not, it doesn't look like in, okay, in some of these things, in not with this particular section anyway. Right, right. This seems like a really good option that's going to allow, you know, the employers to, and the plans basically to just have some type of gotcha. thing available. It sounds to me like it's going to be a state run plan. Okay. And something we along mentioned those that lines. Last week we feel yeah. like some of those things yeah. are going to fall together and i think just to be able to do a lot of the things that they're talking about i think that's going to have to be part of it's it it's going to so, have to come down to a um, state level versus a federal yeah possibly. i think so i think so and which that can be okay most states have really good like 529 plans and things like that right and so you know that's a lot of those are state run and so that can really help and be beneficial but you know we'll see we'll see how it comes out and it depends on how they diversify and all of those things but we'll address that and we'll talk about that on the show as we find as, out more. As we find out more, yeah. yeah. That's one of the differences between doing our, our radio show and to our podcast is, you know, with the radio show, we got to react to whatever's going on basically that day or yeah. a couple of days ahead of time. Whereas yeah. with the podcast, you know, at the time of the taping, yada, yada, yada. So, for example, at the time of the taping, this taping, the market had been up at 26.7, was approaching 26.8. It's fallen a little bit today, but it's still at 26.6. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we can kind of react a little bit more because when you're hearing this, you may be hearing this, you know, a week later or whatever. All right. So number eight, the final piece of mm -hmm. the Secure Act of 2019. This is the worst one in my and again, in my mind. <laughs> we just took we just took eight of the 29 revisions yeah. to discuss. Here's yeah. number eight, and this is the removal of the stretch inherited. IRA provisions and this one's got a lot of interesting things in here so let's talk about it here yeah it does this one just stabs me right in the heart okay. you know I, okay. I all right well let's I hit love, it I love stretch IRAs you know because if you inherit money from you know parents or grandparents or whatever when you're leaving money to kids and grandkids right. they could stretch out that tax bill over their lifetime currently the way the laws are not, okay. not have to pay taxes on all of that at one time it can help toward their retirement and be a fantastic estate planning tool to make sure that your retirement is good, which is 
This is kind of conflicting with everything else in these bills, okay? Because everything else in the bill, like you and I have been talking about, Mark, right. is it's trying to help with all of these things, you know, with the reduction potentially in Social Security and all these right, things that are right. coming in the future. Well, this stretch out rate is just kind of slapping all that in the face and saying, you're going to have to take this IRA money over a 10-year time frame now. Right. So well, it almost feels it like this is your, the biggest tax-generating one. This is the one that's paying for that's all the paying other for changes. All the others. That's exactly what I <laughs> was thinking, it. too. Yeah, yeah, that's it, And which it's absolutely my least favorite because of that. And so it really... There is, I think, in the wrestle one, the one that's in uh, in the Senate, you know, in front right. of the Senate, mm-hmm. I think right. that one is potentially only going to change it for accounts that are $450,000 yeah, in value for the larger or higher. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. for larger. That's okay. Okay, right. I like that. That's better. If they do it on all of them, I'm not going to like that at all. And I don't really even like it on 450000 and higher. I think they could set that limit up to a much higher amount because – Really, I mean, for most people, even four hundred fifty thousand is if you don't have a pension or something, that's not enough. Right, you know, if right. you're planning on a twenty-five year time frame, so you know, it's gonna have an impact on what we do for our clients with Roth conversions. You know, making sure that that money's transitioned over and staying under that bar level, whatever that bar whatever is, bar it's is, gonna right. be. Yeah, if it's four fifty, we're gonna make sure that our clients' accounts are under those limits because we don't want them to have to take out money for kids and grandkids right. later on. So. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate because I know you're not a fan of this particular section. Yeah. But typically, you know, don't we find that smaller inherited accounts typically get liquidated pretty quickly anyway, right? They do. People tend yeah. to drain them. So. No, that's that's right. So the tax they portion do. They of buy that, the Corvettes and, right, and you know, right, pay exactly. off the house, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, And also, I guess I wanted to ask you because I, I think the Supreme Court had ruled that, that inherited accounts are not qualified as retirement accounts. So is yeah. that kind of how they're – I wonder if how that's how they're wrangling this in to say this is why the tax bill needs to be paid sooner. Plus, people are depleting it sooner maybe. So before yeah. it can be gone, they want to get – I guess they want to get their grab on. Yeah, I think that's right. And ultimately, I do think it just comes down to this is how they're paying for all the other changes. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, with this, because people do take advantage of this, especially if accounts are larger. All of my clients that have left money to kids and grandkids mm-hmm. that was more than, you know, $250,000, basically, those kids and grandkids have stretched it out. Yeah, you know, true. they they just take a little bit. Maybe they'll take something and go on a nice vacation, but everything else right. they're using that to accumulate toward their retirement. And I can't think of one right now that hasn't done that. Oh so, wow. You know, smaller accounts though, if it's you know, typically like you were saying, maybe less than a hundred thousand, they do cash it out. A lot of times they'll buy the Corvette or they'll, you know, whatever, pay off their house right. is usually what I see happen. Right. They'll pay the kids will pay off the house and or pay off some debt or whatever they have at that point. And and that's fine. The tax bill is paid at that point yeah. anyway. So. so, well, I would. So that's the eight. That's the eight topics we wanted to cover here yeah. on the uh, the Secure Act. So, I guess my takeaway on this particular piece, Nathan, is the potential tax burdens, you know, of faster distributions of these inherited accounts really just is going to increase the need for proper estate planning. It is for yes. potential new retirees, and also really thinking more about the Roth conversions and how to be strategic for the account owner, you know? So again, in some ways it's going to help your, what you do because now you really need, well, I should say it's going to make it more challenging for you because we have to let people know to say, Hey, you really need to focus on estate planning as well. 
Right. You know, now with our current Roth conversions, typically we start recommending those to people at about 700,000 once they hit 700 in their retirement. It's not a, that's just a general, okay? Everybody's situation is very different, okay? But the Roth conversions, a lot of times I see once their account value hits about 700, that's it. Well, if they make these changes, we're going to have that conversation a lot sooner. A lot sooner, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so I don't know, with the tax laws the way that they currently are, it can be a benefit because the tax brackets are, are low, yeah. you know, so it can be a benefit if they go ahead and pass this. And, you know, maybe if, if Trump gets reelected, which, you know, I can't see the Who future. Knows? I don't know what's going to yeah. happen there. So if he gets reelected and the tax rates stay low like they are, then, you know, that'll give us some time as planners to be able to make some adjustments like that to people. But right. if tax rates bump way up, you know, that can be really just kind of a snowball of explosions <laughs> happening, <laughs> right, right. happening in retirement planning so it's i'm excited and kind of nervous to see what happens here but we uh, that's will all find part of the government registration or legislation right <laughs> it is it comes right. with highs and lows that's right no that's well true. i think we'll wrap up this week's program we went a little bit long folks but we appreciate you staying in here this was the second half of our talking about the secure act the setting every community up for retirement enhancement act that has gone through the house and is working its way towards the senate so we'll see how these things play out but look all of it's going to still kind of point back to the fact that a lot of people do not plan for retirement or do they not take the right steps. So make sure you're working with your advisor. Make sure you're having conversations about what's important to you and what you want to accomplish in your retirement journey. Most of our audience is obviously pre-retirees or retirees, maybe even folks 45 and up. If you got questions or concerns, as always, reach out to Nathan before you take action at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. And go to thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, uh, Google Play, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever one you want. Give us a like. Give us a review. Shoot Nathan a message if you need to, an email or whatever. And we appreciate your time. And, buddy, I hope you have a great Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, I hope everyone does also. And I'm glad everything went well for you on your on your surgery. Buddy. I appreciate I'm glad it. everything was good. So, yeah. You yeah, guys have a good. great week out there. Thanks for tuning into the Financial Answer. And if you want to look up information on the SECURE Act of 2019, just Google it. You will find tons. But if you have questions, reach out to Nathan. 855-51-COACH. We'll catch you next time on the Financial Answer. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.